You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Steady Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Dotori. Same for same time. Uh, I don't know if I should say happy Memorial Day, but happy day off and um, remembering all the fallen soldiers Memorial Day. How you guys feeling? Good. I am uh, recovering. Yeah. I came back from Denver yesterday uh, after a very long week of being there four days of just nonstop, just adventure. And then right. um, came out and decided that I would go out until the wee hours of the morning last night, which was just something I'm, I'm regretting today, this afternoon. Are no longer a spring chicken. No, I'm no longer a spring chicken. I am nearing the end. I, I it's almost <laughs> a cold, dark winter for, for me. You got to um, pender wisely, man. Yeah. Mm. Got uh, what about you guys? Dan, How's your weekend? Dan Bendrin out in the altitude, too. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch the vices out, out, uh, out up there, you know, 2,000, sure. 3,000 feet up. Yeah, I had a great time. Well, Shout out to my buddy Ray. Um, he's my college roommate. Um, and his wife, they live out there. They took us hiking. We went and saw a DJ group called Two Friends, and then we just kind of did our thing in Colorado, which was a blast. Uh, but doing that and then flying back and then doing it last night, it's just, it's something that I'm regretting. Uh, and those are decisions that when I'm looking at the game film, I know I've got to be better in the future. Okay. Who is, um, which coach is getting fired uh, when you, when you review the game film? Uh, strength and conditioning coach for sure. <laughs> he's gone. Uh, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, it might, might be a wholesale just, Everybody, you know, got to start new. Director of life operations gone. Yeah, they're gone. Everything, everybody's oh, gone. First rules, start, but <laughs> enough, enough for me. Uh, my parents listen to the show. It's not that bad. I'm just all a joke. Um, Silk, how was your weekend? I just been just been vibing, man. Uh, barbecue for the family a little bit. I keep it real plain with what I eat, so I didn't get too exotic with what I was eating. But it's been vibing. Uh, a lot of relaxation. The kids out for summer. No more school, so looking forward to not having to wake up early tomorrow morning. Uh, but that's it. Just barbecue grill, a whole lot of res- – now the kids at my mom's house. Uh, they're chilling with the parents for – I'm going to pick pick them back up maybe tomorrow, but just vibrations, man. Nothing too crazy. Catching up on rest. Things you love. Nick, you're about a month away from your wedding, so yeah, happy happy month before uh, wedding day for you. Um, yeah, I got, a, I, got a, I got a whole week out in uh, – uh, beautiful Hoover, Alabama. Uh, nothing mm. quite like it. Uh, but when uh, it was take your dad to work week. Um, so that was cool. Uh, a lot of me and a lot of me growing up, uh, you know, me and probably my dad growing up, you know, uh, with a young kid was spent on the baseball field. So anytime we get a chance to go and watch some baseball together, um, that's pretty cool. And then Florida didn't make it to the championship game on Sunday. So that meant I didn't have to work. And, and dad and I just, Caught the game in the stands, right sat there, there with some, vibed out, vibed out with the Aggie fans. Nobody puts the cult in culture quite like Texas A&M, uh, and we That's were right sure. in the th- we were right in the thick of it. Um, at some point, they were trying to get a rally hat going, and old boy no, had like cowboy hats he, were- yeah, he had a cowboy hat, and then they put about sixty other baseball hats on top of the cowboy hat, and then people started piling cowboy hats on top of that. Uh, it didn't work. It's only crazy if it doesn't work, so it was crazy. Um, but yeah, great weekend hanging out with dad. Uh, those are those are memories that uh, that I'll always hold on to. And uh, back here for back here for the foreseeable future. Uh, fiance, not a big Gator baseball fan. Uh, we're getting married June thirtieth, and if Florida goes to the championship series, there's a potential that they play on June twenty sixth. Nowhere mm-hmm. near where I'm getting married, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you would like the Gators to make a deep run in, into the NCAA tournament into Omaha. Uh, my fiance does not share those feelings. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that the Gators have a good run. Maybe we'll get some of that Nebraska weather. Maybe we'll get delayed a couple days just so you're right on real thin ice coming back, Nick. Ah, listen, if, if I'm out in Omaha on June 30th, then there's no wedding for me to get to. Uh, mm, so at good. that point, you know, might look up a residence, see if I can yeah, find Warren Buffett, to... maybe have him invest in me personally. Mm, wouldn't, wouldn't risk it, Nick. Um, all right, gentlemen, we got a good show today. Uh, as always, we do want to shout out Alan Horn with State Farm Insurance. If you're looking for auto, home, life, business insurance, whatever it might be on the insurance side of the house, give him a call at 706-692-2888. Again, 706-692-2888. Or visit him at allenhorninsurance.com. Um, Nick, we, you, you've kind of touched on it. You were in beautiful Hoover, Alabama, which in my opinion, probably right. It's probably the Jacksonville of Alabama. Um, the Gators do uh, make it, uh, have a little bit of a run there, have a, uh, a big walk-off home run in, uh, in their first game against Alabama. Uh, but Nick, just kind of talk to us about the, uh, the weekend itself or the week out in Hoover. Yeah, I mean, uh, really exciting. Florida comes in um, kind of hot, you know, had a nice little run there at the end uh, to, to – uh, be co-SEC champions heading into the week, into Hoover, um, and then just an electric game. You get a, a walk-off home run from BT Ryapel in the 11th inning against Alabama. You come back and have to play uh, Vanderbilt for the fourth time in two weeks, um, and you get two more home runs from Ryapel. So I think Florida did everything they needed to do. You got to start from each of your starting three pitchers. Um, you got your bullpen work. The biggest thing is getting Brandon Neely extended. If, if Florida is to lose a game in um, in the regional and you need a fourth starter, I think Brandon Neely is that guy that you turn to. And then you could have Philip Abner or Ryan Slater close games for you. So Florida didn't win the SC tournament. Uh, and despite what some people on Twitter who I think just tuned into the season um, told me, I think the bigger test and bigger uh, – tell of what your team is is how they do during a 10-week straight grueling schedule in the SEC in the mm -hmm. SEC schedule not what they do in Hoover where a team like Texas A&M has a lot of incentive to go and make a deep run. Florida could have gone 0 2 in Omaha, uh, in in Hoover and they still would have been a national seed. Um I think they held on to their number 2 seed because they went 2 and 1 in Hoover, but everything Florida needed to accomplish they did um in Hoover. Uh, winning the tournament is cool. Uh, you know that that would have been cool. It would have been fun, but you're not going to, you know, cut off your nose to to spite your face. Mm -hmm. That's good. So uh, regionals will start uh, this week. Uh, the Gators are the number two overall seed, uh, and will host the regional. Nick, we want to break down that regional for us a little bit. Yeah, we can break it down quickly. Um, I wrote about it today, um, but you get the. Uh, I think it's a, a decent. Regional for Florida, you get uh, the Friday night matchup against the four seed Florida A&M FAMU Rattlers. Uh, Florida and FAMU played earlier this year. The Gators won a midweek matchup 17-7 to in run-rule fashion. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, for me, what does Florida decide to do? Um, you have the UConn Huskies and the Texas Tech Red Raiders as the two and the three seed, respectively. If you're Florida and you've already beaten FAMU, do you – and there could be rain on Friday. Do you mm. throw Brandon Sprout or Hurston Waldrip and, in my opinion, potentially waste them against the four seed um, in, in FAMU? Or do you risk it and do you throw a Jack Caglione, a Tyler Nesbitt, uh, a Yoel, Yoel Tejeda against FAMU and, and try to mm. theoretically save your aces for – better teams in UConn and Texas tech. I'm not going to get myself in kind of USF trouble. Everyone is very good. Um, all very respectable teams and they've had great seasons and I'm sure mm. they'll do well. Um, but do you try to hold your best pitchers for a two or three seed in, in your bracket um, for Saturday and potentially Sunday? That'll be something I'll ask Kevin O'Sullivan tomorrow when we talk to him. Um, but Texas Tech is a team, I think, it, as a three seed, a really tough three seed, 39-21 uh, and 21 in the year. Um, mm. Got some good arms, and they just have a bunch of ball players. You know, we'd call them – they have a bunch of dirtbags. 
guys who are mm. might not be the most physically impressive, might not be have the best numbers, but they do the little things right. Uh, they play the game hard. A lot of grit, Dan. A lot yeah. of grit. A lot of coaches' kids. Sound like Nick. Yeah, no, no. I was I had their I had their numbers, but I uh, thought I was better. Mm, I would say ca- what? For the casual fan that started just, you know, gonna pick up around tournament time, like mm-hmm. what, what should our expectations be for this mm-hmm. team? So Florida, if Florida wins the first two games, they're gonna be really tough to beat two in a row. Um you, you need to win three games <clears throat> um to to advance out of this regional. It'll be interesting to see. Um, that I don't, I don't think that, so like Brandon Beckel, who is a starter for Texas tech, he, he's like an S he has sec stuff. He is an sec guy, but when you're the two seed, you're going to, or you're, when you're the three seed, you're going to throw your best guy. So what do you use? What does Texas tech and UConn use on Friday night? And what do they have left when they play Florida on Saturday? Um, as the one seed, uh, the 16 hosts, you have a built-in advantage. You're playing at your home, your home site. You're you're sleeping in your own bed. You're not in a hotel. Uh, if Florida can win on, on Friday night against FAMU, which they should, and if they're not using Brandon Spurrier or Hurston Waldrip, then I think Florida has would be the odds-on betting favorite to win that game too. And then you have to lose. You have then one team has to beat you twice. So I think Florida is really in good uh, in a good spot. Um, to, to win their regional. Now I've probably have said that the last two years that they've hosted a regional as well, and they haven't made it out. Uh, this is actually the longest run three years that Florida hasn't been to a super regional under Kevin O'Sullivan. So um, I think the regional sets up for them well, but Texas tech's a good team. I think that's a team that Florida needs to look out for. And UConn was really good um, all year long. They have 43 wins. Um, so it's not an easy regional, um, but I think it sets up well for Florida and then uh, the regional that they're matched up with is South Carolina and the, the fighting camels of Campbell College, Campbell University, yeah. one of the two. Camels. Uh, Are they really, that's their mascot, camels? The camels. Yeah. The, Campbell, the Campbell camels. I think, they, I think Campbell is the best group of five team, mid-major team, or not even group of five, mid-major team um, in the tournament. Let's, get, let's also give them some respect. It's the fighting camels. Fighting camels. Gonna be a slow fight. Uh, where, <laughs> where's this team based out of, man? That that has camels as their mascot. This is Aaron, uh, uh, North Carolina, Bo- I believe. Boise, Bowie, or Boise Creek, North Carolina. Campbell University. They play in the Big South. They're uh, the Big South. Champion, it looks like it's Boise Creek. Boise. Bo- that was my next Bo-ese. guess. It was well, my next guest. Wrong again. Um, Nick, a couple of announcements here with baseball. Um, Before we wrap up here, this is the 12th time that the Gators have hosted a regional under Kevin O'Sullivan Mm -hmm. uh, in the 15 years uh, that he's been at the helm of the program, third straight year. He's been Uh, been 16 years, but there was no tournament in 2020. Oh, very good. So in – 15 opportunities. This is the 12th time, third in a row. Uh, Florida has competed in 19 total. So Kevin O'Sullivan's had 12 of them. uh, And in the entirety of UF baseball before Kevin O'Sullivan, Florida hosted seven. So not a bad, not a bad run for him. So Gators will play this weekend. If they win, uh, it's the following weekend that they, they pick up the super regional or does it pick up? And uh, next, next weekend. So, um, the uh, Florida is matched up with the South Carolina regional, the uh, or I guess they call it the Columbia regional. Um, I'd expect either South Carolina or Campbell to come out of that. Uh, but as the number two seed, Florida is a national seed, um, so they will host. So Florida's road to Omaha doesn't leave Gainesville, uh, which is a huge advantage for them, especially which I'll get into um, more more you know as I go through all of this, but. Um, Florida's pitching staff in particular has been much better at home uh, on a familiar mound than they have been on the road. So um, great news for the Gators being a, a national seed and being able to stay home for the rest of the tournament until Omaha, if they get there. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to it. Uh, obviously if you are in games or you have the opportunity to go check it out, it's a beautiful ballpark. Um we were able to, to be up there earlier in the year when uh, the Gators beat Miami. It's a beautiful ballpark. Go support them. Go support the boys. Uh, and uh, 
and go Gators. Um, with that being said, let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at the note, a name change here. Uh, formerly the Gator verse. We are now uh, rocking with Gata, G-A-T-A verse uh, moving forward. So go check them out. Gataverse.io is their website. Go support our student athletes at the University of Florida. And they're also putting on uh, the big tournament uh, that ESPN, they're putting a team together, pardon me, for the big tournament, the uh, TBT tournament that is on ESPN. That's going to be headlined by head coach Matt McCall, uh, who will be joining us next week on this program. So we'll be able to talk a little bit more. Uh, so again, go check out Gata, G-A-T-A verse.io and go support your University of Florida athletes. Uh, just quick programming note right now. Uh, the college men's golf tournament uh, is going on. The Gators right now uh, from a individual perspective. So by the time you listen to this, unless you're listening live on YouTube, um, it will be over. But Fred Biondi is sitting in fourth place. Uh, Ricky Castillo is in 10th place. Uh, John Dubois is in 21st place. Mm, I think that that's... It Yushin Lin is in 64th place, but team overall right now uh, did break into the top 15, which is participating right now. Uh, after today, the top eight teams will move on uh, from stroke play into match play. Uh, so right now the Gators sit in fifth. Uh, they are plus two on the day, plus one overall for the tournament. Pepperdine, North Carolina, Illinois, Georgia Tech, Florida, Virginia, Florida State and Arizona State are this top eight right now. So certainly rooting the boys on uh, on the golf course. Um, in other news today, the Gators had uh, their final enrollees uh, come onto campus. So uh, I know the one that everybody is probably the most excited about of that name or of that group, pardon me, uh, is – uh, is Wilson, Trey Wilson, uh, but Dijon Johnson, Gavin Hill, and Caden Jones all enrolled at Florida. Um, Eugene Johnson, or Eugene Wilson the third, pardon me, also goes by Trey Wilson. Um, so of those four, Silk, haven't heard much from you today. Which one are you most excited about? Uh, obviously, man, Eugene Wilson, getting that explosiveness. Mm -hmm. We all have been, you know, googly eyed watching him work out all, all summer and, and or off season. I just think he's going to be a kid that's ready to play right away. I know Ricky Pissall plays out of the slot, but uh, with the talent that he has, it's going to be hard to keep him off off the field. So I'm ready to see what the camp reports look and sound like. Mm -hmm. What do we this fall camp? Uh, I mean, I think if Ricky Pearsall ch had chosen to go to the draft, um, that that Trey, that Eugene Wilson um, would be starting sooner rather than later. Uh, in the slot. Do we think that he can make an impact right away on special teams? I, I, I need to look more into how much he did that in high school, but they've had Ricky back there for punts and kicks as well. And I think if you can get Eugene Wilson um, touches speed and space, get him the ball on punt return. He's got that, that, that twitchy, that twitchiness to his game. Um, if you can't get him on the field as much, because I don't know when you're taking Ricky off the field, to be honest. You put him at um, any wide receiver spot, in my opinion, bro. It yeah. don't like separate like as long as you can separate from the DB, mm -hmm. get find a spot to put him at on the field. You know, I know it's gonna be hard to take Ricky off the field for sure. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, that's all good. I I, I don't I, I think the Florida's wide receiver room is is better, or I feel better about it than I did this time last year. Um, but I they're not, I don't think they're great. So if you can get Eugene Wilson at an X or a Z, um, I'm fine with that. I think this is a kid who, if you can scheme ways to get him the ball, um, you know, I, I didn't love some of those screens, those wide receiver screens when they have, you know, a three bunch and, and, and then try to screen. I, I didn't love that kind of stuff. It, it didn't seem to really work out too well, but just scheming ways to get the ball in his hands. I think he's a guy who can play right away. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking up his uh, his stats and special teams when a uh, an ad I love started a, playing. I love I love a good pop up ad, a video pop up ad that immediately just ridiculous. Just I know pop up blockers. I get it. Just an absolutely atrocious Monday afternoon um, on kickoff. He had 
Let's see. This is odd. Hmm. Oh, punt returns. Here we go. Um, kickoff return. He had eight kick returns for 229 yards, an average of 28.6. I'm sorry. Those are kickoff returns, uh, a long of 80 yards, uh, and then punt returns, nine punt returns and 180 yards with a 20-yard average long of 31. So he's done some kickoff return. He's done some punt return. And, in fact, Nick, he has also punted the ball twice. Um, one My went guy. 15 yards. Legendary. One went one yard. Less legendary, but With. a little multiple, less legendary. Multiple positions. Clearly the best player on the field if he can punt Clearly. and catch the ball. Uh, so Fast enough, he can probably run down and catch his own punt. Especially I, if it's I one do yard. Think, what do you do guys that. think? Do you think that the <laughs> you think the Gators might go with some of these younger freshmen maybe for kickoff return? Uh, you know, I feel like last year Florida really relied on, you know, the same few guys because the – opportunity to have an explosive playmaker was pretty limited, but you've obviously added some speed. You've added some, some more depth to the position, you know, in Florida, frankly, I mean, not this year really either, but last year they certainly couldn't have, uh, they, they couldn't um, overcompensate for injuries. Right. So they were, um, you know, stuck in a position where they had to put whoever else out there uh, to kind of keep the, to, to keep, some sort of explosion in the, in the offense, I guess all I'm saying where I'm going with this whole thing, as I talk myself into a, uh, through a wet paper bag is, do you think Ford is in a better position now on kick and punt return with these new guys coming in so that Florida doesn't have to rely on the same couple of playmakers to do the same thing over and over. Yeah, no, no offense to, uh, to Xavier Henderson. He, he just transferred to Cincinnati, but not to be, you know, rude or anything like that, but him at, Doing him doing jet sweeps, him doing punt kickoff return was just not ideal. Uh, give the freshman guys, I think that's a great opportunity for young guys to be able to get the ball and make some plays. Uh, it's just being able to trust them to catch it in, in clutch situations. And I think uh, the last two regimes, I would say that you got a little too too comfortable with just trying to make a mm -hmm. safe catch, uh, especially when your offense is struggling. Uh, it's an opportunity to score, especially if you got the right players. And I think we got some explosive guys that can make something happen. In the special team, so I wouldn't mind seeing uh, one of the young boys, Eugene Wilson. Wilson, get Eugene. Um, somebody's in the comments saying right now they wouldn't mind seeing Andy Gene at kickoff return. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be surprised to see him there, but I think just more straight line speed is what I would like out of kickoff return. Then wiggle, so I will go even Mazel or somebody like that. Somebody that's mm -hmm. had straight line speed. Yeah, you do think that'd be more for kickoff? Um, you like? I think on punt. You, you always have, like, your safety guy. I think that started with, like, Vern. Remember that? Mm -hmm. um, where, it was like, Vern was had, went out there with, like, strict instructions to just wave a hand in the air, catch the ball. Yeah. Um, I think you might always have, like, a safety punt guy. Um, but in terms of punt return, I think Ricky Pearsall has been working there. Um, I, I'd like him there, but also very valuable player. Um, had a concussion last year at Vanderbilt. Uh, you don't need – to get him hurt, you know, returning punts eight yards. The last thing you need is Ricky Pearsall to return a punt for six yards uh, and break an ankle. Um, I think on kickoff, I'd love to see Aiden Mizell. He's got elite speed, um, and, and it's a different kind of guy. I think another guy I'd like to see back there maybe, um, he was back there a little bit last year too, was Trevor Etienne. Um, mm, yeah, I think yeah. you have a ton of depth at running back, and, and if he's a guy who – with his speed and, and also his, his ability to cut and move, uh, I think he's a guy who could play or uh, could return kicks. And on punt, I, I, I'm i having trouble getting past, like, just Eugene Wilson. Am, am I on, like, am I talking myself into, like, a Eugene Wilson or bust at, at punt return? It sounds like you are. I think I am. I, you know, everybody has to have a deal, a, a, deal, a hill to die on. And, and I think that, you know, that, that could be yours. Um, do want to talk a little bit about it. the Gators did grab a transfer uh, running back from uh, from junior, or I guess not transfer, but a, a junior college uh, running back. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere. Zach Albaverde did a, a good article kind of breaking down the world win a uh, couple of weeks there, but uh, the Gators grabbed Jacoby Jackson uh, from Cahoma Community College. Um, 
and had a brief commitment to Charleston Southern. Uh, he's going to be joining the Gators as a junior with two years of eligibility. Um, obviously, we know that the Gators were looking uh, at getting another running back. Uh, they had um, the, the Houston transfer who ultimately ended up committing to, uh, to Colorado on campus a couple weeks ago. Um, but were you guys able to, uh, to take a look at uh, Jacoby um, Jackson's Jackson. film? Yeah, I checked well, it out. Um, go ahead. I think, I think it's important for them to keep five running backs on the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't get, like you said, Alton uh, Caskill, which That's would have cool. been a good mm-hmm. get they got from uh, Houston. So to be able to find somebody to fill that need, uh, you're going to have two guys go pro uh, with uh, with Montreal Johnson, unless something crazy happened with injury. But uh, Cam Carroll and Montreal Johnson go pro. That leave you with a couple of guys. We have two committed. So, you know, we have five right now. They may take another one. I'm not sure who that guy would be. It probably have to be some elite. But yeah, it's good roster management. Uh, he's a kid that's originally from Pensacola, Florida. Shout out to Zach. Like you said, I thought it was a mm-hmm. very, a very good article to lay out the two week whirlwind of them going out there to check him out. Uh, then him coming into Gainesville and committing on the spot. But mm-hmm. overall, I like his film. Uh, I'm not gonna question these guys on running back. I understand the roster management. They try to go for a higher or higher guy that's ranked or a guy that's more accomplished. Uh, when able to land him, uh, he he goes out to Colorado, which makes more sense for him. Uh, snaps wise, he'll get more carries out there. So mm-hmm. I like them f- filling the position of need in the running back room. Yeah, just to uh, to add to that, uh, one thousand three hundred ninety yards uh, rushing, fourteen touchdowns, two hundred seventy six carries uh, during that time. Uh, originally a class of twenty twenty prospect. Had offers from UAB, South Alabama, Western Kentucky, UNC, Charlotte. So uh, certainly looking forward to having him join. And and who knows, maybe he'll surprise the same way uh, Cam Carroll did uh, when he came on to University of Florida's campus. But again, a junior with two years of eligibility. Um, Want to get your guys' thoughts. We didn't talk about this a few weeks ago, uh, but Nick kind of brought up something uh, – you know, about fair catching. And I know one of the things that they're talking about uh, is moving the um, the fair catch to the 25-yard line. I think right now it goes to the 20-yard line if you fair catch on a kickoff. Um, but rule changes that have come uh, into fruition for uh, this next upcoming season, want to get your thoughts. Uh, they are outlawing consecutive timeouts, so no more icing the kicker. Uh, they will not be extending uh, quarters uh, in the end of the first quarter, end of the third quarter uh, for an untimed down uh, if the quarter ends on a defensive penalty, in which case they're just going to have the uh, the down clocked in the next quarter. I don't know if I knew that was a rule, but it's no longer. Um, and then uh, running clock. So uh, right up until this season, obviously there's been a, a delay uh, in the clock as they reset the chains. They are no longer going to be able to, or they are no longer going to do that unless it's within two minutes uh, of the half or the end of the game. So uh, any thoughts on any of those uh, rule changes? I think it's to speed the game up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was very against changing all the baseball rules this year that were mm-hmm. made to speed the game up. Um, but then they worked and like, it didn't really change the game that all that much. Um, I don't love, I, I liked the uniqueness of college with, you know, the separation of college in the NFL where you, uh, if you got a first down, the clock stopped while the chains moved. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. That was a whole different dynamic to the NFL. Um, I don't know. I mean, that that is going to speed games up um, mm-hmm. theoretically, but like you have that in the NFL and you still have three and a half hour games. Um, yeah. The average I'm game sure, last season was three hours and 21 minutes. I'm sure CBS. They're trying to find more time for commercials. They're not trying to, they don't care about us and the, the loneliness of the game. They're just trying to find more commercial breaks. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't I think, think I don't think you're going to see less commercials. Yeah, I don't think you're. No, Bills got Bills got to be paid. They're yeah, paying they got a lot more now. They're giving they're out a lot more, more money, money. To, to have these games, so you're not going to get less advertisements. Um, so I don't love changing that. Um, I'm fine with the you know the untimed down. Um, I, I I don't really like. I don't think it. I'm not, I'm not hugely against it. I'm not going to, you know, beat the table and say they're ruining the game. I just would have preferred them to leave, um, you know, the clock kind of the way it is. 
Uh, what do you guys think about icing the kicker? I'm fine without it. The college yeah. kickers are bad. Uh, my my thing is uh, we struggled with time management. Mm-hmm. Um, middle eight, uh, just ending halves. Just overall time management is something that I want to see Billy improve on this year. So they they added a couple more wrinkles to to all of that. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I know the analytic dudes are are crunching numbers, but for a year, if it if it does shorten the game, I would like it this year. You know, a team that don't we're not on paper supposed to have explosive offense. Uh, we may have a better defense than offense. Our run game is going to be solid uh, to 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 very good. So. I would prefer a shortened game, you know, and I think our, mm-hmm. our game plan in a lot of these games should be to shorten it, run the ball, play defense uh, right now on paper until I can prove and see that uh, murder Mercs is actually murdering things. Misdemeanor. Misdemeanor Mertz. Um, I just got to play. So certainly be on the lookout. Like Jaywalk. <laughs> yeah, or, or Jaywalk. It's yeah. just frowned upon. It's not even illegal. The citation. I don't even think it's a misdemeanor. <laughs> Citation Merce, that's crazy. It's just like, hey, hey, quit that. Verbal warning. Quit Merce. it. Verbal uh, warning. <laughs> just a side eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bother talking. Just a hey, 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 hey. Crosswalk. <laughs> um, uh, let's give a quick shout out to our friends uh, over at Home Field Apparel. If you didn't go check them out, they just dropped 10 new things for the Florida Gators. Uh, and it is elite, elite stuff out there. So go visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code StadiumGale, get 15% off of your order. Uh, it is a one order uh, usage. Um, so just create a new email address. Uh, when you go ahead and take care of that at homefieldapparel.com, you're not going to find any better. Uh, vintage wear with nice um, this soft fabric and, and everything else. A really good product. Uh, I wear them a lot. Uh, saw a bunch of people uh, out and about in Colorado too wearing them for uh, for the buffs. So uh, go check out homefieldapparel.com promo code Stadium Miguel and get all of your new Florida Gator stuff. Uh, let's see. Austin Armstrong, uh, Matrix Analytical. Uh, which mm-hmm. does the nerd stuff that Silk was just talking about a few minutes ago. Nerd, uh, they do a lot with um, uh, with providing um, analytics. And um, Dave Bartu, he was on our show real early on uh, when we started Stadium and Gale. I think he was in the first couple of weeks. Um, but they help with head coaching searches, staff building, recruiting, behavior analytics, that kind of stuff. Anyway, long story short, um, they – graded top, the top five defensive coordinators for 2023. Um, and Austin Armstrong was number three overall. So pretty cool. I think it's, I think it's a projection. Um, I think we're going to learn pretty quick. You're going to have, I don't know what Utah's offense will be. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the health of Cam rising, probably, you know, still TBD. Um, but mm-hmm. I think we're going to learn pretty quick when you get that Tennessee game. Like I'm not, I'm not big on Joe Milton. I watched Joe Milton in high school. I watched Joe Milton at Michigan. I watched Joe Milton early on at Tennessee. So like if Joe Milton mm-hmm. is good, hats off to to Josh Heupel because that means his system is just built for these quarterbacks. Um, so, but I think we'll learn about Austin Armstrong real quickly uh, with that Utah and then uh, Tennessee early on in the season. How about Joe Milton spending his offseason flipping and throwing balls real far, trying to get that AR draft stock? Well, like well first off, first off, still, we, we know this. Like, uh, the backflip is just south. That's just south Florida. That's Florida. I think Joe's, what, from Orlando area? Well, he's originally a muck kid. Let's keep it okay. being. Uh, okay, uh, my bad. actually my, like, that's, that's the Weiss family a, a little bit there, man. But uh, okay. I was a big Joe Milton fan coming out of high school. He went to Olympia High School in Orlando. Mm-hmm. But he's originally from Pahokee. Uh, yeah, the flipping is just South Florida vibes, but that's just seven uh, on seven. That's how you celebrate. He definitely paid attention to what got AR drafted high. He th- what he think got draft AR drafted yeah. high, so he's doing flips and throwing balls far. Uh, we'll see. I'm not. A, I don't. I don't know how much he's progressed, but he did seemingly progress. That's my hope in, in Mertz, right? Like Joe Milton went from looking like a below average quarterback at Michigan to, to figuring it out the last few games at Tennessee last year. I think mm-hmm. he comes in uh, and fills in for injured quarterback. So, um, yeah, I'm not high on, on Joe Milton at all. We'll see how it all plays out. Um, that, that's my whole point. Like, if 
Joe Milton has a really good year, I think I'm ready to just like tip my hat to to Heifel and be like, listen, dude, you like whatever it's a system. It's a quarterback it's a system, system friendly. Yeah, it's a That's friendly cool. uh, system mm-hmm. for quarterbacks for sure. Yeah, um, it only works for quarterbacks that are over 23. Um, but yeah, Joe Milton, 53 of 82 for 971 yards, 10 touchdowns. Uh, but yeah, you can definitely see him trying to get that, that AR buzz. I'm sure you'll see a lot more of that happening. Um, Derek Lagway gets invited to, uh, elite 11. Um, obviously should have been, uh, always, uh, we always knew he would be there, but that does get that official invite. Uh, for uh, for DJ Lagway, uh, the Elite Eleven final roster. Um, let's see. According to Elite Eleven's website, twelve of the last thirteen quarterbacks that have won the Heisman attended the Elite Eight regional or finals. Um, that seems like a pretty broad uh, stroke that they're painting there of any probably decent quarterback. But uh, anyway, long story short. Um, the quarterbacks committed are, are that are going, uh, there's 20 of them. And then I think they narrow that down to the top 11. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half SEC quarterbacks out of that 20, uh, a couple that are uncommitted and two are committed to Georgia. Let's see. <laughs> Is that just typical Georgia? It was like, hey, got to get two five stars every year at quarterback. Uh, they know we'll one's going to leave. One's going to leave. We'll take two anyway. I was kind of surprised. I'm not scared that. of uh, Georgia getting five star quarterbacks. I'm scared of them getting walk ons at quarterback. So. <laughs> who who their walk on? That guy fears me. I don't know who they walk in walk on this cycle. That that's the guy that you probably won't keep your eye on. Uh, let's see. I think we're nearing the end of the show today. There's something that uh, that just popped up on uh, the Twitter timeline. I'll ask you guys your thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. What was the loudest college football game you've ever attended? Uh, man, was- the Auburn game, man. The infamous oh. picture of me standing to the abyss yeah. uh, while, while everybody was screaming and going crazy, and I was trying to figure out life. Uh, shout out to my guy, Justin, for providing me with some vices for that day. Uh, things were big, but things are also very slow. And I called the P. Ryan break on the run. I said, bro, just keep running the ball. We're going to be all right. He's going to break a big one because they wasn't respecting the run game. They was they had the box unloaded. And I said, bro, if he punch it, you know, like if he hit the right lane, we could score here. And that, and that place was rocking. So shout out to that game. Auburn, or the P. Ryan year where he broke it. I think it broke some like loud records or something that year. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of something. Yeah. Uh, some decimal thing. Uh Nick, what about I was, you? I was I was at the cock block. Uh, yeah, in the student section at the cock block. Ooh, I know um, rocking in that joint. Yeah, so like they, that wasn't sustained loud, um, but one of the loudest moments um, ever. Uh, I was walking into the stadium, Florida LSU, when it was like first play or first drive, and there was like that tip pass that Percy caught, and then nobody was behind him. And I remember thinking, oh, we're late. Uh, I think we stopped uh, on Midtown, Dan, uh, by the ball's window. Mm-hmm. And grabbed uh, you know, one of those little plastic bottles to uh, bring into the stadium with us. Oh, um, yeah. That was um, loud. Nick, I'm going to agree. That, that cock block game That's uh, was the, the loudest, loudest single, single moment. Yeah, the loudest single moment. Um, and if you guys remember, I think that was the third kick that Florida had blocked that game. Um I think there's a point after. I think there's a field goal, and then I think this was the second field goal. Um, but you can look it up on on YouTube, and you can you can turn up the volume, and it is absolutely insane how loud it is. And there is a brief, I don't know, tenth of a second pause where the kick goes up and it gets blocked, and that was the loudest uh, I've ever been in person for uh, for the stadium. I do know uh, when Brandon Spikes intercepted LSU and punted the ball. Uh, through the end zone was a pretty loud moment. Uh, I know a couple people on here said, uh, let's see, the LSU pick six against Joe Burrow. Um, oh, and then it really wasn't a couple like, people say what? I, I get asked all the time, like the stadium, I've been covering the team since 2013. So there haven't been many great moments since I've been covering the team, but going as like a college student, um, 
Like, but those 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 times when when you and I were in college, Dan, like that was just the time mm-hmm. to be a Gator fan. Like everything was happening. Yeah. Um, like that yeah, I haven't least. gotten. He haven't gotten like huge crazy moments. It was really loud for Utah last year. Um, mm-hmm. That was a packed stadium. Like that. Like the stadiums aren't packed the way that they used to be. And, and mm-hmm. um, I don't. I think some of it's the product. Some of it is just the price of things to go um, mm-hmm. to go to a game now. But like, yeah. I don't think. I don't think. And maybe. And maybe that's just me going to the game and not having to work and worry mm-hmm. about things. And being in the stadium, you know, in the stands mm-hmm. more so. But like, I don't think anything really has been uh, outside of a, a couple moments has been like since 2013 has been like what it was like there, you know, 05, 06, 07, 08. Yeah. Even no, the uh, Cleve was, even the Cleve was really the, loud. The, Antonio the, Callaway, the Will Greer, that was really loud. Yeah. Oh, I was at that joint. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I was at that one. So that one was rock. I heard the week, the following week, we played Ole Miss was louder than the uh, Will Greer, Antonio Callaway. But uh, shout out to my man, I don't Dustin know. and Lord that, E. I was, we I was at that Ole Miss game. It was, it was good and the crowd was loud. I don't know if like singular moment wise right, there right. was anything that was quite that, that loud. Uh, let's see. The 97 FSU game was loud all night. A lot of people, I was not there, uh, but a lot of people mentioned that, but uh, yeah, good, good memory though. So that, that Ole Miss game was, was very loud. Uh, Ole Miss was ranked what? Number two in the country yeah. uh, when Florida beat them. So um, let's I tried see. I to run it back, uh, back to back weeks, but the wife was like, no, nah, anniversary dog. You don't have to chill, man. <laughs> um, I was tight. I thought McElwain was it, man, for like a month. Mm, yeah, we all did. We were all on the Mackle train. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, and then finally, uh, just looking at a couple of just announcements here in post. Uh, right now, the Gators sit third in the country. Um, I think their class is number five right now, uh, but sit number three in the country. Uh, in terms of blue chip percentage, the infamous blue chip percentage that you you must have at a mandatory minimum uh, to win a national championship. Right now, uh, the Gators sit third with 88% of their class being uh, a four or a five star. Uh, Alabama has 100%, and then South Carolina uh, has 89%. Uh, they do have a few more commitments than the Gators do. But sitting third, if you can have a blue chip percentage of 88%, you're doing things a okay. Uh, before we do one final ad read, boys, any other? Um, we got to talk some recruiting, man. Uh, the big, big okay. month ahead with, with official visits for June. Mm-hmm. Uh, every weekend should probably be some uh, some type of fireworks, whether people showing up, a lot of visuals. Uh, shout out to the media team. I even like the, the the content that they put out for the official visits for the for the recruits. Yeah. I thought all that was dope. Shout out to the staff. Uh, who's ever in charge of that? I don't know if it's Kevin Camps or whoever in charge of putting that type of stuff out. That was dope. But official visits on the horizon. June 2nd is the first one this weekend. Uh, PJ DJ should be flying back into town. I don't know if you got the list mm-hmm. available, Dan, but that's yeah, something I'll pull to it look up. forward to. It should be a big month of, of recruitment. Uh, it ain't what it used to be as far as uh, people committing and popping on the actual official visit. We may get one of those, but for the most part, these kids like to plan things out, you know, uh, not videos, but they like to go home now it's business involved in in, in committing and in, in going to these schools it's not just i love the school i'm gonna commit now you got to figure out you know the business nuances of nil and everything else so uh look forward to june should be a very big month for us yeah i'm gonna pull that up uh here in a moment i do know that chauncey bowens um has scheduled his uh his visit uh top 100 running back uh he got that visiting- silk Stamp silk certified Chauncey Bowens. Yeah, so Chauncey Bowens, uh, a guy that uh, Florida was was in on early. Uh, He committed to Florida a few months ago, uh, but uh, he did announce that he was going to be taking a visit to Georgia. Uh, So he's going to be doing that uh, next weekend. I'm sorry, June 9th through the 11th, and then he will be visiting uh, Gainesville uh, June 16th through 18th uh, when he's here. They'll have uh, linebacker Aaron Childs, defensive lineman Nasir Johnson, offensive tackle Fletcher Westfall, tight end Amir Jackson, and cornerback Wardell Mack uh, with him uh, on those official visits. I know that Florida 
uh, is trending in the right direction. And Silk, I do have that list pulled up for uh, for June 2nd. But um, I know the Gators seem to be trending with Amir Jackson. Uh, any thoughts on uh, on him? He is a, a four-star tight end uh, out of – I know he's from Georgia. Let me pull it up. Um, he is from There's Portal High School Portal. in Portal, Georgia. Not ranked yeah, as the Portal. number 100 player in the country. I think this was a – uh, backup plan to the number one tight end of the country who ended up going to Georgia, um, but an athletic kid. Mm. Uh, number one kid. I think that kid ends up. They flip, he flipped to Florida State, didn't he? Didn't he went to Florida State. Or I know they flipped the Georgia. Georgia tight end, I know Georgia, Georgia does have two tight ends right now, um, so that that increases our chances with Amir Jackson. I think Russ Callaway is doing a good job with just the, mm -hmm. the board. I would say uh, it should be. I think. Four guys, I think, taking official visits as far as tight ends in the next month. Uh, all right. very good guys. Like the entire room. I uh, want to see who pops and, and how many we take because, it's like Nick has said in the past, it's already a crowded room. You may have to push some guys out. But so far, so good on Amir Jackson. I think Keith Niebuhr put in a prediction for him with Florida Gators mm -hmm. just off of that, that news as well with Georgia getting two guys. So we'll see how it all plays out. But right now, we're in a good position. I think uh, my, I don't think he was at Tennessee this past week. Uh, mm -hmm. Miami's in his recruitment as well, so I will watch out for both of those. But I like where we stand in it right now. Coffee is for closers. We'll see Russ Callaway doing some work right now. Like you said, Silk on the board. We'll see if he gets uh, some Nespresso. Definitely some better than the last guy. I would say that, man. Have, put some respect. First night. off, put some respect on Greg Nord's name, wherever he no, is. I'm not talking about Nord. He's probably doing the world. What do you think Greg Nord's up to these ah. days? Doing the world, world is Greg Nord's. Disco. I just told you. A disco somewhere. He's doing the worm at a 55 plus <laughs> community, man. Greg Nord is currently not coaching. No, yeah, shit. yeah. But shout All right. Greg. Um, weekend of June 2nd. Uh, we're gonna go run through this list here real quick. Five star wide receiver Jeremiah Smith. We've talked about him a lot. Obviously, an incredibly good uh, wide receiver, number one overall wide receiver in the country. Number two overall recruit in the country committed to Ohio State, uh, but he will be visiting. We already mentioned P.J. D.J. Lagway uh, will be visiting. Um, Xavier Filasame will be visiting. Uh, Darius Hayes will be visiting. Uh, both uh, four-star uh, safety and linebacker, respectively. Uh, both are committed to Florida. Uh, four-star edge Jordan Ross will be here. Um, right now, Georgia and Tennessee are the favorites, uh, but Florida still pushing uh, from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, Four-star cornerback Jamari Howard, top 100 recruit, uh, looks to be a Florida-Florida State battle. I know Keith uh, put out there that uh, Florida State feels a little bit uh, more confident now than they maybe ever have. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's going there, uh, but just reading some of the tea leaves, Florida State is starting to get a little bit uh, – more traction with him. Four-star defensive lineman L.J. McCrave from a mainland in Daytona Beach. A top 100 recruit. Uh, Florida and Georgia are the leaders with FSU and Miami uh, right behind. Uh, Four-star defensive lineman Dalen Evans, a guy that has a University of Florida picture uh, as his uh, Twitter profile picture, uh, committed to Texas A&M. Uh, Florida is looking uh, to flip him. He's the number 22 overall recruit in Texas. Uh, Silk just mentioned uh, four-star tight end Jonathan uh, E. Coles uh, from IMG Academy. He is committed to Tennessee. Uh, Florida is really trying to, uh, to get a good uh, tight end out of this group. So whether it be Jonathan Eccles or whether it be um, Amir Jackson, um, those are probably the two biggest names. And then Chris Jones, Florida does appear to still be uh, leading for him. And I would not be surprised if the Gators gain a commitment from him. Those are June 2nd visitors for now, for now. Who are you most excited about? I lied. There's, there's more. Um, Four-star cornerback Jalen Crawford from, uh, from Lilburn, Georgia. Uh, Florida, Auburn, and LSU are his top three. Uh, Four-star offensive tackle Ethan Calloway from Lake Norman High School in Mooresville, North Carolina. LSU is the favorite uh, to land him. Uh, Georgia and uh He's also recruiting him. Four-star wide receiver, pardon me, Isaiah Williams, uh, the Florida commit. He will be on campus. Four-star defensive lineman, DeAndre Robinson from Jones High School there in Orlando. 
uh, Florida and Texas standing out, LSU, Ohio State, and Georgia also uh, involved with him. Uh, three-star defensive edge, defensive end and edge, Kendall Jackson from Buholtz. Uh, that's a name uh, that you probably have seen pop up recently, recently got offered by Florida uh, and is likely the favorite. And then three-star defensive lineman, Jaden Jackson from IMG. Ohio State is the leader uh, for his recruitment right now. Miami, Oklahoma, and Texas are involved. So those are your weekend of june 2nd visitors official visitors already another t- the other tight end that should be visiting is walter matthews um mm-hmm. he's also taking official visits to to usc on june 2nd he'll be visiting us on june 9th but overall i like where we at with the uh with the tight end board uh, an offer that went out that was very interesting and he's gaining a lot of steam uh defensive tackle namdi agboko Nice. I think I, I think I got that right. He's out of North Carolina, Great. originally from Nigeria. Um, Jonathan, up. Oh, sorry, uh, Jonathan Eccles' sister. Shout out to Brandon Connell in the chat. Jonathan Eccles' uh, sister played softball for the University of Florida. Uh, speaking of which, can't break the news, but uh, stay tuned. There is a, a exciting Florida Gators softball player. Um, alum that will be around the program in the not too distant future that I think you all will be excited about. Um, back to recruiting, any thoughts on uh, any of these visitors? What, who do you think is most likely to pop? Uh, I got your man, Dalen Evans, the, uh, the mm-hmm. commit that's out of Texas A&M right now, defensive lineman. He has a relationship with uh, his profile picture on Twitter is a data picture. He has a relationship yep. with, with uh, DJ Lagway, uh, it's been brewing for a little bit. So I got him, uh, maybe the Bullholz kid. Uh, shout out to my man Kendall Jackson. He may be a guy, but he may want to take his visits as well. But he's local, so I wouldn't mind putting him on commit watch. Um, trying to think, that's all I got right now from the from the from the official visits that we got going June second. Yeah, I, I like guys that. that pop. I, I think Chris Jones is a guy that could pop for Florida as well. The for four-star. sure linebacker um, but again kind of like silk said i think that you're gonna have a lot of these guys taking you know similar to what uh, chauncey bowens did and you know kind of taking these these trips multiple weeks in a row and then probably trying to close it down before the start of the senior year uh you know yeah. i don't expect a ton of commitments right now um but i do think of this list obviously you have the guys that are already committed on campus you know i think that florida's trending uh still for jamari howard I think that Florida's trending for LJ McCray. I think they're trending for Dalen Evans. I think they're trending for Chris Jones. Those are probably the the four highest. I think Kendall Jackson, if you're looking to get a, a maybe spark out of the weekend in terms of getting a commitment, if that's what Florida's looking for. I will say that Florida does try to really control the messaging, control the announcements. Everything seems very calculated. Um, so, um, you know, those are those are names. Those are probably the, the five names that I would say, if any are going to pop, it's going to be one of those five. Uh, what I'm watching mostly this summer leading up to the fall, I like where our recruiting is going overall. Like I said, I like the, t- the tight end room. We're going to be fine at receiver. I think we're going to get some studs there. Uh, defensive lineman, uh, I see where Spencer's taking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think we're going to be fine there. Offensive line, I want to see what Rob Sell and, and, and Stapleton do. They got to take it up a notch. Uh, Ethan Callaway is a guy that's visiting. I don't know what his timeline decision-wise is. And we have the West Paul kid. A lot of good four-star uh, blue-chip offensive linemen coming on campus. We need to land more of those bodies. We got two mm-hmm. guys recruiting that spot. So I do got my eyes on their recruiting and see how we look before the games kick off this fall. So that's what I'm watching. Yep. Just looking here, uh, the weekend of June 9th right now, Miles Graham uh, will be here, four-star linebacker Aaron Childs will be here. Uh, that's a Florida, Michigan, and Maryland battle for the number two overall player in Maryland. Uh, four-star tight end Walter Matthews. Uh, Florida is the favorite right now on the on three RPM. USC, the school out west, is uh, the other one in the top three there, our top two there. Uh, four-star wide receiver TJ Moore, I know that Florida – is uh, is leading for him as well. Uh, four-star wide receiver Chance Robinson. Um, he verbally committed to Miami a few weeks ago. I know Florida's still recruiting him hard. Uh, four-star safety Zay Mincy from Mainland. Uh, I do think 
that Florida will probably get his commitment in the month of June as well. Uh, and then four-star offensive tackle Michael Uni, who's looking at uh, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Michigan, and Florida. And then a bunch else for the rest of that week. We can talk about it more next week. Uh, any final thoughts uh, before we get uh, on with the show? Big month. Nope, nope. Big month, Big man. month. Scrap up. I want to see the average, that, that star average they were said to get higher. We got one of the best averages in the country, so we're bringing in quality players. Uh, but, you know, we got to win some of these battles. We're going to be running up against Georgia. Uh, Florida State got a lot of steam. Uh, Kowalski Abram is a receiver. I think we probably flipped from them as well. I know from their end, he hasn't visited them in almost a year. Uh, so, you know, it's a kid. That we, I'm sorry. Uh, Florida State. He's a Florida State mm. commit right now. He hasn't visited Florida State in, in over a year. He's, I think, told Corey Bender that if he was to flip him to be the University of Florida, he set up an official visit. So that's another guy alongside TJ Moore, guys that I'm watching the wide receiver room, uh, Jare Hawkins. Out of mm-hmm. IMG, originally from West Virginia, another dude, uh, a lot of speed. All these guys are like 10, 6, 10, 500 meter guys, so they they fit the profile. But uh, June's going to be an eventful month, I think. Mm-hmm. June and Ju- I'm sorry, June and July. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little August. Maybe. Um, n- a lot of visitors on June 9th, a number of visitors set up for June 16th already. None scheduled for June 23rd, but stay tuned. The stadium again. We'll break this down each and every week. And shout out to our friends at On Three, including you, Nick, for all of the great content about recruiting. Uh, with that, I think that brings us to the end of our show. We do want to give a quick plug to Alumni Hall. Go visit alumnihall.com or go visit them on Archer Road. I think they're right next to that Lululemon that Nick frequents pretty often. Uh, so go check them out right there on beautiful Archer Road if you are looking for golf balls. Uh, T-shirts, golf polos, um, lawn chairs, lawn tools, whatever it might be, uh, go check out alumnihall.com or go visit them on Archer Road. Let them know that we sent you. Gentlemen, that's the end of our show, unless you have any more final thoughts. Yeah, real quick. Uh, Any of my Atlanta, North Florida, Mississippi, Hmm. Alabama, anybody that's close to the state of Georgia and Atlanta, uh, be sure to pull up, man. We're going to be out at the Trap Music Museum, uh, hanging out doing a, our first media day as a network. Um, got some former Gators coming out to kick it with us. Should be very eventful. Uh, we should be making those announcements. Uh, former player-wise, uh, may get a recruiter too as well. Maybe get a couple commitments to fall through there. Uh, mm-hmm. But we, we should have some Gators, some Canes, and some Nos there. Also some Georgia guys. If you're in Georgia, if you know some Georgia friends that want to pull up and see some Georgia former former players as well. Hit some media get our take on the season, the upcoming season. Come check us out. Come check the art museum out. We lose him? I think so. Yeah, I think we lost him. Go check it. Oh, there he is. Maybe I'm lagging. But, yeah, definitely pull up on us. We're going to be in Atlanta kicking it. Uh, Music, drinks, food, art museum, Football, we're going to continue to blur the lines of sports, culture, and vibes. Bro, shout out to Brandon uh, Connell. Shout out to Brandon Connell basically, basically producing the show today. Fact check, adding stuff yeah, in. Fact, fact check. Non-paid producer, commentary. Brandon. Shout out to Brandon Connell. Appreciate it. Big fan of the Brandon, program. Big uh, friend of the show. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I think You've got song of the week, Daniel. I do have song of the week, uh, but do go visit the Trap Music Museum. It's really cool. And we were up there a couple of years ago. Uh, Silk and I did a, um, we had a great time. We had a great tour. We had a great uh, commentary. Man. We had a great uh, live show. Uh, it just went missing. Um, <laughs> it just <laughs> fell off the face of the earth. Um, we paid for multiple hotel rooms. Guys didn't even stay in. Just, a, just an absolute just shit show of a uh, an experience from a content perspective but the trap music museum itself was incredible we were doing uh shots behind the bar um i don't know it's, it's just it's a cool it's a cool establishment so uh silk For what's sure. the date again july 6 july 6 thursday july 6 we hanging out thursday july 6 go check it out 
I have the song of the week. Um, let's see. I do want to give a quick uh, shout out to two friends. I saw them at Red Rocks on Thursday. Just an absolutely incredible show. Go check them out. They do uh, DJs. They do uh, their DJs. Pardon me. Uh, they do these things called big booty mixes, and that's how they became really popular. Oh. Um, so good stuff. But uh, sounds like the I, trap house kind of music. It is. I think I think anybody would like a big booty mix, volume 21, 22, uh, 18, uh, all really good ones. But um, let's play Weekends by Jonas Blue. It's a fun little song, um, and uh, we'll take it out, and we will see you guys at the same corner, same time next week. You're high without me now I'm not going out And you're the reason I stay